It can be challenging to create close friendships as an entrepreneur. Listen in to make it easier. Welcome back to the Edgy Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're in season two here. This is episode 20, and this season has been all about relationships. And we believe that if you want to be influential in your community, your household, and in your business, you really have to cultivate the art of building strong relationships. And so in this episode, we're going to continue that conversation. But first, uh, let's introduce ourselves. Oriana, go for it. Hey, I am Coach Oriana. I'm a personal performance coach and a certified relationship coach. And my name is Daniel Tribby. I am a healthcare entrepreneur and a consultant coach for those of you who are also healthcare entrepreneurs. So um, we've talked a lot about relationships, obviously, this entire season, right? But there's one relationship that we don't ever really talk about, right? We talk about the relationship with ourselves. We talk about the relationship with our business, with our spouses. We talk about boundaries and values and all these things. But there's one really significant relationship that we haven't mentioned this season. And I think you and I agree it's an important one. And so so we're going to talk about that today, and that relationship is none other than friendships. Yeah, right? yeah, so important because there are. That's going to be like the vast majority of the people around you, right? Are friends, right? Unless you have a very big family and you don't socialize outside of your family, mm -hmm. right? Then probably the most of the people around you are friends and associates. And yeah. so we're going to talk about um, what those relationships look like, what they could look like. And if you're feeling lonely out there, like I have no friends, <laughs> which is actually much more common than you would think. Um, we're going to talk about why that might be, right? Because um, every relationship is a reflection of you. Mm. And so friendships are no exception to that. Yeah, definitely not. And I think a lot of us, you know, we have this view of friendships as just people we talk about the day-to-day -day BS with, right? Like, mm -hmm. how was your work day? Uh, it was work day, you know. Uh, what about your kids? What about your wife? Oh, you know, Sally makes the best pasta on, you know, Thursday nights when we do spaghetti night. Like, it's just the, it's the same boring-ass conversations, right? Did you see the game? How's work? How are the kids? How's the family? Did you sure. hear about such How's and business? such? Right. Did yep. you hear about so-and-so in our graduating class from 25 years ago that just passed away? Oh, my God, so sad. Like, that seems to be the gist of the conversations that most of us have. Right. Right. And I think as business owners, right, most of you listening to this are, and you desire a different a, a deeper level of friendship, right? What I envision for other people that would bring more, um, greater levels of relationship satisfaction, but also personal fulfillment, right? Like relationships are such a huge factor in um, your success as a, you know, in your in the romantic context, um, in the professional context in business. And I feel like friendships, people tend to kind of minimize the importance and the impact that they have on you in your life, but also potentially the ripple effect of those relationships in your entire family structure, right? Like they could impact your business, they could impact your kids, right? If obviously, like if you have friends, they come over, you, they form a relationship with your partner and your kids too, and maybe you form a relationship with their partner and their kids, and that's why, you know, a lot of these friendships um, over time, and as there continues to be mutual and reciprocal engagement, they can grow to feel like family, right? And so that's why building relationships and allowing yourself the opportunity to meet people that are 
you know, have high potential to be higher quality friends is so important. So we're going to get into some of those details and like right. why that matters and what that could feel like for you. But a lot of people just don't put a lot of thought into it. Right. They just kind of randomly meet friends or they make their colleagues their friends. And then when those people are no longer in the environment where they became associated, then those relationships tend to kind of fall apart. Right. There's no effort on either side because there's no deeper level connection. Correct. Right? Outside of we both work here or we both go to this gym. Right. Right. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. that's one of the three types of friendships, which we're going to talk about. You know, there are three different levels of friendships, if you are three different types. So we're going to break those down here in a little bit as well. Um, um, but there's a, a level of friendship that involves some vulnerability, right? It involves some accountability. It involves just a deeper cultivation of understanding between two people. And that usually also involves um, us holding each other accountable to the values that we have what? jointly, <laughs> right, agreed are important, right? Holding, <laughs> values. Wait, are we going to talk about values again? <laughs> right. Just say accountable I did. within accountable. the context what? of friendships. Uh -huh. What? Right. And it's, you know, it, it's laughable, but I think it's it's funny. Be the reason it's funny is because we give our friends a pass where we wouldn't give other people a pass because they're our friends. Right. Right. Which I think is bullshit, honestly. Or if yeah. you're from where I'm from, it's horseshit. It's horseshit, <laughs> damn it. So it's one of those things where, you know, you wouldn't let your spouse get away with some of the stuff that you let your best friend get away with, mm -hmm. right? You would call your spouse out and be like, hey, wait a minute. But you don't extend that same boundary to to your, your closest friends, yeah, right? Yeah, we tend to give friendships and friends a lot, of, uh, a lot of grace, particularly for bad behavior when that bad behavior isn't necessarily directed towards us, right? It's like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and turn a blind eye to that, mm -hmm. you know? And th this is how um, these friendships can actually become very unhealthy and toxic over time, you know, because uh, friendship with the wrong person, friendship, right, in quotes, with the wrong person, will end up having you compromising your own boundaries and your own standards and value system uh, to support whatever they got going on when they're up to no good, right? So this we're talking about a, a different type of friendship, right? One where you actually advocate for that person's uh, continuous alignment in their own value system that they say that they have, mm -hmm. right? And so you see just understanding what a person's value system is in the first place understand uh, requires some level of intimacy, right? right? Like you have to have arrived at a place where you're willing to have that conversation and share at that level, Otherwise, your friendships feel what's called shallow, right? They're just surface level, right? Like what Coach Tribby was talking about earlier, you know, uh, you know, check out the weather, how's the kids, how's the spouse, how's business, all right, see you later, right? Your, your relationships are never gonna progress past that shallow conversation um, if you're not willing to go deeper mm -hmm. with people and create some degree of vulnerability and intimacy. And it's difficult to, to find those different, those deeper level friendships, the ones where you can be vulnerable and open with, right? And I think even as a, you know, there's this uh, misnomer, we've talked about it in recent pos podcasts, but there's this misconception that entrepreneurship is a lonely place, right. right? You hear that it's lonely at the top or it's lonely to be a business owner or it's, you know, those kinds of things, but it's only lonely if you choose for it to be lonely. The biggest problem is, is that if you are involved in self-mastery and business mastery, growing yourself, growing your business, impacting the world, contributing and all those types of things, it's very hard to find people who also are living that life, especially if you're the only one in your immediate circle who's doing that, 
It's right. very hard to have that relation. It's kind of like just me as a person. I grew up overseas. I had the opportunity to live in Germany and Spain. I've seen more parts of the world before I was 16 years old than the majority of people will see in their entire life. That's awesome. So, and once I finished all that, I moved to this small little town about 20 miles outside of Atlanta. So in Georgia, Southern, I'm Southern anyway, but most of these people have never left the county unless they're going to Florida to go to the beach for vacation. So what conversation could I have with them that was relatable based upon all the things that I had done before I was 16 years old? Yeah, your early life experiences right. really shaped your, your worldview into something much more broad than what you could relate with to anybody in the city where you were living. Yep, and so that happens to us as business owners as well. Mm -hmm. If we're the only one in the immediate circle who's running a business, a lot of times it's hard for others to understand where we're coming from and to have that intimacy. I would say also that happens a lot to um, people who have very stressful jobs, um, people who deal with traumatic types of stuff in their jobs, right? Um, nurses, maybe ER doctors, firefighters, police officers, you know, people like that who struggle with something called compassion fatigue, you know? And so it's, uh, um, and also when people come uh, back into civilian life after being in the military, this happens to them too. You know, really like a, just a difficulty relating to, you know, regular people, so to speak, common people, civilians, because they're, lived experience every single day is at something that most people just don't experience in their entire lifetime, right? And like, that's their daily life. And so where what, what somebody else, a civilian would perceive to be a problem, a big deal, right? Something to get a headache over, right? This person who's like struggling with compassion fatigue and like overstimulation of all of these like traumatic uh, events that person is just not gonna be able to relate to that actually being a real problem, right? And so there could be the experience of shutdown there in those relationships. We're gonna get uh, into the nitty gritties of this and how you find these people that you can really connect with, all mm -hmm. right? But first, I think we need to um, define what friendship actually is, yeah, all right? Let's so, do it. Um, and I'm gonna give you a definition that is from you know any Webster, Google search, Wikipedia, whatever you want. And what I want to do is by the end of this podcast, I want to break down a more in-depth definition that really captures what real friendship is. So we're going to give that to you. So, um, But if you go, and I have this on my computer here, this beautiful definition right here, a state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and trust between two people. <laughs> so what's friendship? Oriana, what do you take from that? Like, what is what actually is friendship from that sentence? It doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. Right. <laughs> That's for sure. Right. A state of enduring affection, esteem, intimacy, and a list full of adjectives. Yeah. But how? Yeah. Right. It how? doesn't actually create the um, the feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. The feeling that's captured in in a really close, fun friendship. It's lacking. Right. It's missing something. So. By the end of this, as I mentioned, we're going to come up with a new definition that you guys can apply to your friendships, all right? But first, let's talk about the three types of friendships, okay? So friendships of utility, the first one, all right? These were, I can't remember if this was an Aristotle thing or a Socrates thing, but these are have been identified throughout history as the th 
three types of friendships, okay? So first one is utility, all right? So that's between you and somebody uh, that you have a, a mutual benefit between, right? So what are some examples of friendships of utility? Maybe a, a work colleague. Right. So I go get you coffee and you fix my computer when we have problems. Sure. Right? That type of thing. It's yeah, like a... It's amicable. Right. And it's a it's like a like-kind exchange. You do something for me, therefore I do something for you when I need something. Yeah, maybe you the know. next door neighbor. Right. Hey, I yeah. need you to watch my dog and then I'll water your plants when you're gone. Like that type of exchange, right? So pretty surface level, right? You usually don't hang out um, anywhere except for that immediate area, right? Like you said, right. work colleagues, a neighbor, right? Something like that. Uh, maybe it's somebody in your community. Like maybe you have a doctor in your community and then you're a plumber, right? So you guys like kind exchange type of situation, right? But there's not really any depth to it, right? It's pretty surface level. So what about friendships of pleasure, our second type? Coach, what's that one? Friendships between you and uh, those whose company you actually really enjoy being around. You know, you have fun together, you laugh together, you enjoy one another's company, you have similar interests. And so your similar interests is probably what led you to the environment where you found one another. Mm -hmm. Like we, we play on the same sports team, we uh, go to the same yoga studio, you know, things like that. Um, you know, we, w the fun activities that I like are the same ones that this person likes. And that's what brings us together. And when we're doing those things, we have a great time. Right. Or we all meet at the same watering hole to watch our favorite sports team and have a beer and eat nachos, right? You, you mm -hmm. are gathered around a common interest, mm -hmm. right? And are you hanging out with these people in any other form or fashion? Probably not outside of that. And the conversations are probably limited pretty close to what it is that brought you together. Right. Right. And we, when we were discussing this, we kind of made a joke. We were like, okay, well, what if you had like a, like a friends with benefits situation? Like, is that a utility <laughs> friendship or is that a pleasure friendship? Which one is that? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Who so, knows? But uh, yeah, so utility, you're using each other for, for some personal gain, right? Not in a negative use, but just uh, we use each other to help in, to, to fill gaps when we need them. Um, and then friendships of pleasure, you know, common areas, enjoy a common thing. Maybe you got a group of buddies that goes diving together. Uh, maybe you have a group of, of friends you watch a game together or play a sport with. You have golfing friends or a group of girls that go shopping with, you know, something like that. Okay. And now our most significant one, all right, this is the one that we're really going to dive in today. This is the one that deserves the vulnerability. This is the one that deserves the intimacy. This is the type of friendship that takes the longest to cultivate mm -hmm. and for good reason because it's deeper connection right these yeah. are the the friends you choose to be family type of people right so these are called friendships of the good yep. right give us a, a 30,000 foot view before we dive into the nitty-gritty which makes sense because usually these are the people that you'd say that's my good friend <laughs> right so friendships of the good these my are bestie. people where you have mutual respect and admiration for one another um, they, they take a long time to build, but these relationships are enduring. So if you think about these people, there's probably a small number of them in your life, right? Most people don't have, you know, 10 plus good friends. They might have a small circle of like somewhere between, you know, five or less of these people in their life at any given point in their lifetime. Um, because these friendships are powerful, they're very enduring, they, you know, they, they stay around or, and or it's very easy to rekindle these relationships over time. 
Um, and you have similar values and goals with these individuals, right? So you'll see, for example, um, you know, when there's like these, the, when there's they become couples, they're like, they're couples, they're tight-knit as a couple, they're tight-knit as a family, right? They might even go on vacations together. They spend holidays in, uh, together. They raise their kids together, right? They might even choose to live near proximity with one another because they value those relationships so much and the mutual exchange of support for one another. My favorite part about these is that these people experience the best of you and the worst of you, and they continue to be your friend while holding you accountable to the person who you said you wanted to be or the person that you claimed to be, and they do this all without sitting in judgment of you. This is very important. Right. If I mean, coach and I, Oriana and I are friends of the good. And like, if she has problems, you know, or an issue or she did something crazy, I'm going to be like, yo, um, <laughs> hold on. Let's back this up a little bit. Like, this is not who you are. Right. Yeah. Like this is these are not the values that you expressed that you the things that you cared about the person who you claim to be. I'm not sitting in judgment of you, but I am going to hold you accountable to who you said you wanted to be. And I'm going to support you in finding yourself again or navigating that mm-hmm. that particular situation, yeah. right? And this is what's important, right? Some of y'all think you have really good friends and then you do something that's off the wall and then they sit back and go, mm, this bitch crazy, right? And yeah, that's not how it works. You might think you have a really good friend and then you notice that they are not living in alignment with their with their stated values, right? And then when you say something to them, they push you away. You know, when you go to them with with love and compassion and su- non-judgmental support like, "Hey, what's going on?" you know, like I I see what's happening and and I'm concerned for you, you know, and then that friend is like, "Talk to the hand." Right. You know? <laughs> right, like that's those are indications that, you know, maybe either your friendship's not as close or or it could be other things too, right? Maybe you didn't approach the conversation. I'm assuming that you approached the conversation from love and non-judgment, but these are friendships where you should be able to do that without having a, a necessarily a negative consequence, right? Where you can have a conversation like, hey, I don't agree with what you're doing. I don't think that's healthy for you. I don't think it's good for you. Or I think you should pay attention to this or take a different course of action but I support what decision you're making at the end of the day. Unless that decision you make has a direct effect on me that doesn't align with my values, and then I no longer can include myself in your space, right? Mm -hmm. So you have these three types of of friendships. Now, you could have a person that is in all three of these groups, right? Like you definitely could. You have one person who could satisfy all three of these, right? You could have a friend of the good who is, is there to support you and be your closest, most intimate friend who you also love to play basketball with, you know, as a friendship of pleasure, who Mm -hmm. also is really good at electrical problems. So when you have an issue, they're now your friend of utility, they come run and they fix your problem, right? And then vice versa, you could be really good at something you help them with, right? So you can have people that exist in all three or one person that exists in all three of these realms. But I wanna point out something that you said that was really important. These friendships of the good are usually less than five people. That's what you said earlier, right? Yeah. It's usually a small it's usually handful. a small group. And I go back to when I was a kid, 
And my mom was like, oh, you might think you're popular. You got all these friends now, but I guarantee you, most of these people who you think are your friends ain't gonna be your friends later on down the road. And when you get to be an adult, you're gonna be able to count your closest friends on one, one hand, hand, one hand. And I was like, whatever, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't care that you are 30 years older than me. I don't care. I know, I know, I'm cool. Get people, out of my room, pe- mom. People like me. <laughs> and then I got older and I was like, shit, she's right. Damn. Yeah. And it's true. There are only a few people who that if there was a problem at 237 in the morning that I could call and they would answer mm-hmm. and come running. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, those... I do. I. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think about the the uh, the for me, it's like the jail test. Like if I went to <laughs> if I was in jail, right. who would I call? Right. <laughs> like the names that come up into right. your mind right away. <laughs> like those are your people. <laughs> right. Those are the ones they're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> right. I'd be like, yo. I'm in jail. <laughs> I spent the night at the Gray Bar Inn. I need, I need you to help. come help me out. <laughs> right. It's so true. And then, or the, uh, the, the ones that, uh, they show up to, to the, all the birthday functions for your children, mm-hmm. right? They're always there, right? Even yeah. if they don't have their own kids, they're there, right? They come to the holiday parties. They show up in places, right? And usually these friends of the good are not people who have the same job as you. I can tell you mine do not, right? One is a U.S. Air Marshal. One is a golf course superintendent, and the other one works for a company that builds pipe valves, mm-hmm. right? They, none of them do what it is that I do, yeah. right? And, and they're not direct business owners, right? But they are people who that I know if I had a problem or something to celebrate that I would call and they would celebrate with me or they would cry with me. Yeah. They would support me. Right. They would slap me on the back or kick me in the ass. Yeah. Right. Like this. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's so important. Right. Yeah. You so, trust them with your kids. Yeah. And, exactly. And family. Yeah, absolutely. Right. They yeah. show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So how do we develop them? Right. Mm-hmm. How do we find these people? So three significant things that we're going to talk about. Values alignment, boundaries and this issue around judgment and jealousy. All right. Yeah. We're going to talk about right. these these three things. Okay. Right. So first, values alignment. All right, Coach, get us with some values. We don't ever talk about values on this show, <laughs> so why don't you why don't you help us out with some values? You here? can never have enough of the conversation about values because values as a conversation always always is going to lead you back to yourself, right? And one like undeniable truth in every relationship is that that relationship is a reflection of you. Right. So if you don't know what your values are, meaning you don't know what value system you're operating on, because we're always operating in a value system and it's clear in how you spend your resources, what that value system is. So as you move through the world operating in a value system that may or may not be conscious to you, you're attracting certain types of people into your life. Right. And so when you do that, um, you can actually, you know, assuming that you're operating on a healthy value system, you can attract some amazing people into your life that would really come and add a lot of valuable experience and and wisdom and meaning into your life experience that could support you to have more relationship satisfaction and fulfillment, right? Conversely, you know, when you're subconsciously operating on a really poor and negative uh, value system, you are going to attract those people, right? And so in that setting, you're probably going to find people that are just going to bring more drama and chaos into your life, maybe even you into theirs. So having a value system that's healthy and supportive for you is going to bring those types of friends into your life and increase your chances of finding people who are values aligned, who also have have subscribed consciously 
to a healthy value system and who actually um, make the effort every day to walk in that value system. So simply put, values are what you stand for. Yeah. Right. So if you stand for, um, you know, running around on the weekends outside of your marriage to sleep with anyone and everyone, chances are you're going to attract people that have the same value. Right. But if you don't value that and you value more of an integrous type of position when it comes to your marriage, then you will attract other people who have that same value. And if for some reason one of you strides the line, the other one's going to say, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. let's, let's talk about what's about to happen right now, because this is not the value. This is not the integrity that you claimed or that I claimed to have. Let's have a real conversation. And you're not going to sit in judgment on that. It's just holding to the value because the value is a filter. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a filter. It's an emotional state we believe to be important. You also have to understand like these relationships, you, they get so integrated into your life and maybe even into your business that if that person, um, again, with no judgment, but if that person steps out of their value system and they're now engaging in actions and behaviors that are leading them to have really, uh, to create negative outcomes for themselves, at some point in time, that is going to impact you in, in your world, right? Um, and so you, you know, if you're protective of your world in any way, which is why we need to have the boundaries conversation, you know, you might just need to say to your friend, like, whoa, like you're you're bringing a lot of chaos into your life. And like, here's where I have to draw the line is when that chaos starts to spill over into my life, my relationship, my 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 kids lives, right, right. my home um, and my business. And you're not going to have me out here lying for your ass. Like, you know, <laughs> it's that situation, you know, yeah. and then we're going to talk about how to draw that line and why you need to draw that line. Um, but in staying in, in in this values conversation, I think a lot of us pick people to be around because of their social status or their likes and their dislikes, right? Their surface level conversations, right? And and not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, like I want to hang around people who have the same type of social status as me, right? If I drive a Bentley, I'd like to also hang around with other people who drive fancy cars. I don't drive a Bentley, so just so you know. But, you know, like I want that that status versus the deeper level values or emotional states that really make me who I am, Yeah. right? And if you keep choosing friendships or any relationships based upon social status, similar likes, dislikes, at the end of the day, you're gonna be unsatisfied with those because they're emotionally disconnected, mm -hmm. right? You don't have a deeper level of like, hey, I'm going through a rough spot, man. Like I just, I really need you to, to, to listen to what's happening right now and then give yeah. me some feedback like I'm, I'm dying over here. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you do something really great and you want to celebrate and the other people going, oh, yeah, cool. Like they celebrate you, but they also celebrate you in judgment. Yeah, you got there, but it, you did it this way. Uh -huh. and, and if it was me, I'd have done it that way. And oh, yeah, you got there. But how can I sabotage and make myself look better? Right. This happens between women a lot. You know, this mm -hmm. is where. You know, your your friends are getting married before you are, you, you know, uh, friends having the kids before you are, you know, and reaching other life milestones. And instead of being happy for them, you know, you're like, oh, shit. Right. Like you make it about yourself by going like, oh, she has the thing that I want, you know, and you're going to use that to, to justify dropping into a thought process that's like, oh, I'm never going to have it. I'm never going to get it. Right. And it's like. This isn't about you, right? Like, can you just be happy and supportive for your friend 
reaching her life milestone of whatever it might have been, right? Uh, graduating college, right? There's so many other milestones in your friends' um, lives and relationships that oftentimes if you drop into a comparison mindset, you're not going to be able to celebrate that for them. You're actually going to create separation in the relationship, right? Because energetically, even if you're not saying it, like energetically, you're showing up like this should be me. Right. I should be the one having this experience, not you. And so your value system in that situation is significance. I desire to be more significant than you, bitch. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. and that's not a great value system to to want to connect with because now you're just fighting or, or what men would say, measuring dicks, right? Like I'm better than you. You're better than me. I have this. You don't have that. Like there's this back and forth thing. Sure, yeah. And that's because you're valuing who's more significant. Yeah. I'm sure it happens with men with in a different context, maybe not marriage and family types of stuff, right. but it could also be graduations, career promotions, you know, and, and, uh, launching your business, right? Getting to a million dollars first, like whatever that is that men uh, compare with one another. But the point is to say that if you're comparing, you're not, you know, you're you're in that value system. You're in a comparison value system. You're you're in, and you're in a significance value system. You're not in in uh, let's build a close relationship value system. So what would be some better value systems to consider when you're building these friendships of the good? Mm-hmm. Right? Things like Love. Love is a value system. Yeah. Choose love. And I don't mean that in the cheesy like world way that everybody's doing that right now. I mean like a deeper level of choosing love for yourself, which other people can support, and choosing to love and connect with others. Yeah. Right. Some people stay surface level because they don't want to go deeper because they're afraid, right? They have a, mm-hmm. some fear based on it could be some childhood stuff they went through or a bad relationship or somebody dicked them over or something like that. And so they stay surface level because they don't want to subject themselves to that love and connection, right? Being able to connect with other people beyond just like the day-to-day stuff, you know, like actually talking about your upbringing, actually talking about your parents and actually letting somebody into your world, you know, th- those are... You have to actually decide in advance that you want that <laughs> so that when you're out there meeting people, you can really start uh, meeting people with uh, the consideration of like, is this somebody that I would bring further into my personal ecosystem of my life, right? That I would actually like bring them even closer into my inner circle. You know, that's you only can make those judgments through experiences with people. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And if you're keeping if you have this wall up and you're keeping all of these experiences just like surface level and shallow, you're never really going to make clear decisions about whether or not somebody is, you know, you're OK to move someone into your inner circle. So people do one of two things. They either keep everybody on the outside periphery of their life. Right. And like every relationship is shallow and surface level or they have like zero boundaries and judgments about who gets into their inner circle. So they just let anybody and everybody into their inner circle. And all of a sudden they've got people in there wreaking havoc and all kinds of chaos and drama. And like, oh, I don't understand why. I thought we were friends. No, because you let somebody into your inner circle with zero judgment Mm -hmm. (laughs) about whether or not they they should be there. And greatly stymies your your desire to want to communicate with those people and be open in that communication, right? Like, yeah. I don't understand. And this happens a lot, you know, especially if you have a significant other whom you're having a hard time with, right? And you go talk to your friends 
Instead of them saying, you know, I can understand you're frustrated. Tell me things that, you know, you think that you're doing that could potentially be feeding this situation. And how can I help you change what you're doing? And maybe that'll help change your other person. That's not what happens. Yeah. What usually happens. Girl, you need to leave him. He's trash. Mm. Right? <laughs> like that's the shit that you get. And you call these people your friends. Yeah. Right? I don't, if you're my friend and we share value systems, you better come to me and tell me all the ways I'm fucking up in my decision and all the ways that I have done well. You better give me both sides of that. Don't just side with me because you believe I'm right, right? Side with me because you believe in my growth as a person, right? Or you believe in love as a value, right? Which growth is another great value system. Hey, we're here because we desire growth. Growth is a big thing. How can I help you grow in this situation, Yeah. right? This is huge, right? Yeah, growth. Absolutely. How else can we use growth as a value system here in, in these deeper friendships? Growing together as a, um, like when you start to extend that, that friendship to include your partners, to include other family members, mm -hmm. your kids, right? It's, think about it like dating, right? Like you actually have to consciously make decisions around like, when am I gonna introduce my partner to, to or the person I'm dating or a person I want to date to my friends? Right? Like that's one level of growth in the relationship. When am I going to introduce them to my parents, to my siblings? When am I going to take them to the, my, the work party, you know, or, or not, right? And so all of these like levels of like expanding out your connection with one person to include other people. Now, all of a sudden that you see this like exponential compounding effect, right? Like for most people, you don't really want to do that with a dating partner until you're pretty sure that they're not gonna just disappear, you know? Cause then you imagine you have to go back to all of these friends and family and be like, oh, where's so-and-so? Oh yeah, we're not seeing each other anymore. Right. But you know, and that's an awkward conversation, but you'll do that with people you just met. Yeah, <laughs> right? You do mm -hmm. that with people you just met all the time. Um, so just being a little bit more protective of like these other rungs of relationships that you have out here with friends, family and colleagues and stuff like that. And like when you're making judgments about new friendships and new relationships include like, when does it make sense to expand that out? Right. I'm super selective about my friends and um, like I need to have multiple experiences with them one-on-one -on -one before I'll include them in any other group mm -hmm. of friends that I have where I've also vetted every single person. As you should. You know, and so now if they do well one-on-one -on -one with me several times, now I'm gonna bring them into the group because I wanna see how they interact in the group setting, right? And if like, if they can like come right in and become a, a part of it easily, or if I'm getting a sense from the group, from other women that I have also known for a long time and that I trust, and if those women are like, pushing back, right, energetically, like who is this new person, right? Because mm -hmm. these women are not unwelcoming, but if energetically they're picking up on a vibe, right, maybe that's maybe that's not a friendship that I can like bring into and commingle into my group of friends. Maybe that's just a friendship I need to keep one-on-one -on -one, and that's the limitation on it and I just have to either accept it, that that's what it is and stop trying to commingle it into the group um, or end that relationship. Uh, and I'm glad you said that because because what you just did there was was develop a boundary, mm -hmm. right? So which is the next level of this, yeah. okay? So the values alignment allows for more, more fulfillment, more motivation, and a deeper level of connection, okay? The boundaries 
allow you to maintain your inner peace. Yeah. Okay. Boundaries are not, if you're using a boundary as a barrier, you need to go back and listen to early in this season, we talked about boundaries versus barriers. All right. Boundaries are for you. Mm-hmm. right? Not the person you're trying to keep out. They're for your own inner peace, all right? I can't make that any more clear. So when it comes to your romantic relationships, we tend to do this, right? Hey, look, I, I understand you're upset right now, but you and I agree that we're not going to talk to each other like that. So if you need a few minutes to, to like to calm down, I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to fix this problem with you. It's you and I versus the problem, not, sure. you know, not you and I arguing about the problem. So take a minute and let's have a conversation that's more in alignment with how we're going to treat each other. Bam. You do this in romantic relationships, right? But you don't do this shit with your friendships, do you? When somebody gets pissed and yells at you, what do you do? You scream oh, back. Man. You don't just say, hey, bro, time out. You know, like, yeah. you don't got to talk to me like that. Give me, go calm down. Let's have a conversation when you feel better about whatever this is. Or you <laughs> just don't talk to them at all, right? Those friendships that end just the moment that any type of conflict or disagreement shows up, right? Like, that's a whole other thing, right? Like, how good of friends were you in the first place if you cannot resolve a conflict or even by talking it out? And then earlier we mentioned this idea of your friends getting like a free pass a lot of the times where you wouldn't let your significant other right, yeah. or your family member do that. Yeah. And so this this is a problem, right? And we this is, these are some ways that you often give your friends a free pass without even knowing it. Because okay? these are the what we call those uh, social contracts. Yes, unspoken. Which we've talked about before, which mm-hmm. are often unspoken, uncommunicated, right? But like we have an expectation, right? Like, you know, you know, right? <laughs> right? Like that's the mm-hmm. that's the vibe, right? Like right. you're going to back me up. When, we've been uh, friends for 10 years. You should just know. You should uh-huh. just know. <laughs> right. That's the Kevin Hart thing, right? If, if you're my friend, I shouldn't have to ask for you to lie for me. <laughs> right. If I, I shouldn't have to ask your permission to put you in my lie. If you've heard that, that's bullshit, by the way. Like, that's not. Like when my wife calls you, you should just know. I need you to lie for me. <laughs> right. Uh, I ain't lying for your ass. Like, you're not dragging me into your bullshit. Right. <laughs> so, but it, that's one of the ways that that happens, right? But here's some other some other boundary issues that take place or, or just comments that we make, right? Oh, man, it's cool, man. I cannot talk to, to Frank for six years, man. Then when we get on the phone, it's like we pick right back up where we left off. Yeah. Does Frank give a shit about me? Do I give a shit about Frank? I mean, I've said that before in friendships, and I, I, I think it's it's not that we don't give a shit about each other, but e- clearly neither person is making a consistent effort, right? And so both people value really, uh, the, the, the lack of consistency in the relationship, right? Which is why the relationship never progresses past where it's at, which is literally we pick up right where we left off, meaning if you left off back in 2010, <laughs> You're going to pick up right back in 2010, right? Where you were in 2010. Yeah, sure. Things have changed in my life. Things have changed in their life. But between the, us as a as a friendship, nothing's changed or progressed, right? Because you didn't place any effort in that time period. And then the conversation sounds like this. Oh, well, how's your, your wife? How are your kids? How's work been? Oh, you guys moved to a different house. Like it's yeah. the same surface level trash. Nobody's talking about, you know, so this becomes yeah. just a... A random connect. So isn't it easy to pick up right where you left off on surface level relationships? <laughs> so easy, right? Because uh. I don't have anything more important to talk to you about because at some point there wasn't an importance level yeah. for us to connect, right? We weren't important yeah. now, enough to each other to maintain right. that relationship. Now, if the relationship was very, very close, let's say it was a good friend, 
back at some point in time that drifted apart. And now you're looking to rekindle that and take it back to where it was. And you're going to stay in contact consistently moving forward from this point on. That's different. Mm-hmm. Right. Then then commit to doing that. Um, but don't pretend. Oh, so much pretending going on out there right. in friendships. Like, yeah, yeah. let's go to lunch sometime. <laughs> let's, anytime somebody <laughs> says says that they want to do something with me sometime, I already, in my mind, I interpret never. Mm. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Right? Or you invite somebody to something and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to, uh, let me check my calendar, man. We're going, we're going to try to make it. We're going to do our best. Yeah. They ain't coming. If they're trying <laughs> they or coming. they want to hang out sometime, in my mind, I already know. Right. It's not happening. People who give a shit about you and who care about the friendship and the depth of the friendship are going to show up. We said this earlier. They're going to show up. Yeah. Right. Some of the other things that uh, I have the whole list of comments here. So some of the other things that people are going to say is, well, well, if you're really my friend, you'll understand why I dipped out on you. (laughs) If you're really my friend, I'll understand. I'll understand what? What is it that you want me to understand? Like how, how does, how do we let people get by on this type of conversation? Like, it sounds really normal when I say that, well, if you're really my friend, then you'll support me in this. If you're really my friend, you'll understand what I'm going through. Yeah. But if I'm really your friend, I'm going to hold you accountable Mm -hmm. to the values that you said you aligned with. I'm not just going to support you blindly. I think where the issue comes in is, um, you know, if you're really my friend, then you'll, you'll understand and also like the what's not being said is you'll understand or you should understand without me having to explain it. And that's the problem, mm-hmm. right? If you want me to understand, then help me understand. Help me understand what happened. Right. Yeah, stop yeah. trying to find your free pass in this friendship. Yeah. Right? Just and, because you want somebody to support you right. whether you're right or wrong. Right, and if, if um, helping me understand seems like too big of a burden, Maybe we're not really, our friendship's not at the level that we're trying to pretend that it is, right? And that's okay. Like we can just accept that and move on. So final thoughts on this. Let's close this out with our new and improved definition of friendship, right? And this is a three-part definition, if you will. We're gonna, we bullet pointed it because putting this together would have been a paragraph. So first and foremost, friendship is a choice, okay? It's a choice. I can choose freely who I allow in my circle and who I don't, mm-hmm. right? And that choice should have a little weight to it, right? It shouldn't just be a simple thing. You mentioned earlier, right? Should be letting anybody and everybody in, right? Like we just, like it's a store. We come in, get what we want and get out, right? <laughs> like don't, don't choose to have those type of friendships, right? right? Choose your friends, right? And also remember that you are someone else's choice as well. Mm, yeah. Okay? That's important. So what's our second bullet point that yeah. we have here? Uh, friendship is love. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be non-romantic, it's non-sexual, but still there is like real affection there in these good friendships. You know, this is the family that you are choosing, right? You're voluntarily choosing one another um, to bring one another into that inner circle, that rung that's like right next to your family. And mm-hmm. so, you know, really think about it that way. There's real emotion there. You know, you you celebrate together, but also you suffer and you hurt together. Right. So good. So it's, it's so emotional in that moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So friendship is a choice. Friendship is love. And lastly, friendships are support. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially emotional support. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are people that you can go to to celebrate with. These are people you can go to to cry with, right? At the end of the day, these are people that you trust with your feelings in a non-judgmental way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say like uh, you can trust them with your heart. Right. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna trample on it. You're not gonna trample on theirs. You're gonna take care of one another's hearts. You know, and that's that's a real friend. Yep. So true. Friends go beyond the surface. So I hope this is has really helped you guys um, consider some friendships that maybe need to be changed. Uh, maybe it's uh, made you realize there are some friends of the good that you need to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Remember, these people want to hear from you. Okay, if they're yeah. and if you put them off because you think you're too busy, all right, chances are they're not going to be there when you need them. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, think about that. What does your circle look like? What kind of friend have you been? Right? Yeah, really take that into consideration because uh, true friendships can really hold deep meaning and be one of the deepest support systems for you. Mm -hmm. They're worth making time for. Exactly. They're worth making time for. Exactly. Thanks so much for joining us on episode 20 here. We have something kind of cool coming your way. Uh, The next, the last two episodes of the season will actually be solo episodes, right? So Coach Oriana is going to do her own little solo gig. Maybe she'll have a guest, maybe she won't. And then I am also going to do a solo one for you as well. So you guys can kind of hear us as individuals and how, uh, we would, might would interview a guest or something significant that we want to talk about uh, on a deeper uh, singular level, so to speak. So those two will be coming at you in the next few weeks as well. So we look forward to sharing that with you guys. Thanks everyone for joining us. Mm-hmm.